All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of Restore the Floor, your Pistons NBA podcast. I'm Stoney. He is Evan Jenkins. What's happening, Ev? Oh, no you know win- what's happening? They're losing games. <laughs> yes, in the last three, can you guess how many points the opposing team scored? It's the same exact number, 120 points. Wow. So The Suns, the Warriors, and Bucks all scored 120 against them. Yeah, so the defense that was looking pretty good earlier in the season has slipped a little bit. There's a lot of things that are slipping. Uh, there are a lot of reasons, you might want to say. Uh, so I was at the game on Sunday against the Phoenix Suns because I wanted to see Kevin Durant play in person for the first time, and I wanted to visit our buddy, our last guest on the uh, Restore the Floor, John Bloom, the radio voice of the Phoenix Suns. Was he loving his floor seats? Yes, he was. was. He was definitely loving his floor seats. And look, the Pistons, with the state of the team, with all the injuries, they're just not as good as these other teams. Not an excuse, fact. But they can't use that as far as Phoenix, because Phoenix in that game did not have Devin Booker or Bradley Beal. So it just basically one team was better than the other. And right now, the Pistons, to me, they're like a mishmash. I mean, some games certain players play well, the other games they don't. I mean, Sasser, for the most part, has been really good. There was one game where I think it was uh, the Golden State game he didn't play that well, but Sunday he was terrific. Kay's getting a lot of points, but they are, are they efficient? I mean, in some cases, like the Golden State game, he was the same amount of points as Killian Hayes, but less efficiency. Yeah, I told you I might have a little take on Cade, and this is just like, what, we're nine games into the season. Mm-hmm. We're nine games into his second season. I thought Vinny Goodwill, our old friend, put it really well on Twitter last night, or X, that this is still only his second year, so he still has a lot of learning to do. Mm-hmm. But it's really reminded me of Jerry Stackhouse. Not the play style, anything like that, but a guy that we used to work with, Glenn Lucky LeGrew, taught me this when I first started almost 20 years ago. They called him Stackbutt. Yes. And I'm like, Stackbutt, why? He goes, because the newspaper would say, Stackhouse scores 35, but Pistons lose. Yes. And that's what it's reminding me of right now. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I love it when a Pistons player, especially Cade Cunningham, the franchise right now, scores 30 points on a given night. But if those stats are empty, what are you really learning? And that's that, that's my only question. I'm not hating on Cade no, Cunningham by any means. But at some point, he's got to take over. Last night in the game against I mean, the Bucks, obviously, a he, rookie took over. Yeah, obviously part of the reason they were even had the lead besides Giannis you know, with his two weak, technicals, very weak. Cade uh, had an amazing third quarter, as, yes. as did Sasser. Fourth quarter, except for the three-pointer that he hit to close the gap to one, I wouldn't say yeah, he disappeared. Yeah, in the corner. He, yep. I don't know if it's disappearing is the correct word. He wasn't playing hero ball that much in that game as he did some of the others. I mean, they had things, I mean, I'm going off the train here with because uh, we're talking about Cade. Like Isaiah Stewart, back-to-back threes. I mean, yeah. one went in and out, but still, yeah, that's not. When you're in a situation like that, you guys got to they, they got to take it to the hole. And after Kate hit the three, once it was last week in one of the games, he went for the left-hander and missed at the end. That could have given him the lead or given him yes. the win. Last night, he went to the left again, and Brooke Lopez said, "Get out of here." Yeah. Now, was he was his hand foul? I don't know. 
Who Maybe, knows? but I mean, Brooke also made that huge three to oh put him up four, God. and then yeah. just standing there. I'm like, "Jeez, guy, go away already!" <laughs> oh, I know you're too old. And I you're just still good, but I, I love watching them. I am very, very intrigued. I thought the new bad boy uniforms were looking awesome last night. I still don't understand why they use a different logo at that point where they use the three one three. Oh, it's funny because even on the on the score bar, yeah. My, my, so my wife comes in. I'm watching the game in bed because. Who, where are the Pistons? I said, right there. He goes, why are they using 313? And I had to explain. Yeah, so it. it's funny. My brother-in-law texts me, did the Pistons change their logo? And I'm right. like, no, they're just wearing the bad. And then I saw it on the bug. And right. I'm like, no, they just do it for certain games. And then Ashley, my wife, asked the same question. I'm like, everybody's now noticing the Pistons logo. Like, yes. What I know. Because I, I, I watch every game. I don't watch every game with volume, as we'll watch other stuff at the same time. But watching last night. Marcus Sasser, oh my. boy, did they hit a home run with him. It's early. It's very early. He could be the steal of the whole draft. I mean, we talked about it very early on to get a guy that's played through college as much as he has. And, and it's like watching him dribble between his step-back three that he had on Bobby Portis, getting to the rack, he could do whatever he wanted. Now, near the end of the game, they started doubling the kid and and took him out of it, which by all means is very smart for the Bucks to do. Correct. And I think Killian is playing way better, way better. And I think Monty Williams really seems to like him. Yeah, because he he plays a lot. He seems to play defense. And look, I know he was been sick. There will I'm sure this will be talked to uh, talked about a lot. They're going to have some decisions to make at the guard because yeah. when Ivy comes back, you're talking Ivy Cunningham, Sasser, and Hayes. You can't have four guys who are going to play a lot, number one, at that position. And number two, you can't keep all four happy. So what do you do? Well, I, I think happy is is a term that I don't think you should worry about as a basketball head coach with certain players. Right. Um, I think right now everything that's happened before this year did not exist in our world anymore. Correct, because of Monty. Yes, so if Monty wants to play Killian Hayes more than Jaden Ivey, yes, us fans might not like it, but we got to trust the coach right now, right? Yes. And with Dwayne Casey, I understand that, yeah, it, it fell short. But I, right now through nine games, I still trust Monte Morris, and, and they're in competitive games. And, Monte and they, Williams. Or Monte, jeez. When he comes back, that's another that's person another to come in the loop. Yes, but I just I'm so intrigued by this team, but then at the same time, I think I'm still expecting too much out of them, and that sucks because what what did we say? Thirty four wins would have been very acceptable for mm-hmm. us, not necessarily Monty Williams, who said that gets them two spots higher. But I think I need to still lower my expectations with them. That. Look for development with players, and I think with Cade, it's it's that clutch gene. Right, and you are seeing development. I mean, Isaiah Stewart is a much better player now, especially with the outside shot. I know I talked about it's you, very good. He's got for he's what he's better. trying to do. Yeah, I think Bagley's played yes, for the Bag- most part pretty yeah. damn well. Yes, he has. Good Wiseman, hey, he doesn't play. I so, mean, but, he's on the team still. I guess. Right. I mean, Amude Roden, they're okay. I mean, they're not going to hopefully have to use them, but I mean. What's interesting to me is, yes, a lot of the players are getting better, and it's I hate to use the P word, the patient word, but when the average age of your starting lineup is 21 years old, 
you're not going to win many games. Okay, you're so not. Here's a stat that you'll like. Do you know Michigan State's starting five is older than the Pistons' starting five? Every position. And the Pistons could beat James Madison probably. but you know, Pro- Well, they probably right. could, but yeah. isn't that crazy yes. that a college team yes. right here in state has an older starting five? I get that players are one and done in college. Well, right, and, and Duran's still 19. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about a college team. Right. I know. <laughs> now, that might change if, like, some of their freshmen get in the starting lineup. I'm just saying based and, off and, of the and, bets. And when Alec Burks gets yeah. back, he'll be in the starting lineup. And so I, I guess you're right with the patience. Wait for the team to get healthy and blah, blah, blah. But at some point, you can't use that as an excuse. No, you can't. I mean, maybe just how long? So how long do we have? Do we have till the All-Star break? Say, all right, once the second half of the season starts – it's time to see the young guys mature. I mean, and, I mean, so, you, you saw you saw Wednesday night. And I'm not going to try to compare players to Hall of Famers, but even with Giannis out, you saw what it means to have a veteran, really good player. Oh, and Dame and Dame. I mean, yeah, he controlled the game there at the end. Right. Look, he missed a lot of shots, but he you're exactly correct. He controlled the game. Yeah, and he got his guys in the right position. And even Portis. And- yeah, made clutch shots. The veteran players—they don't have any right now. And no, you don't have any guys I, on the floor that can just say, "Hey, calm down. We're fine. This is fine." I mean, they're up seven points. The Pistons with eight minutes to go. They were up and, ten with six minutes left. Yeah, and then it was just a completely different game. Yeah, I mean, these—they turned the ball. The turnover bug got him again, and some of them like. Jalen Dern, like, moving screen, you know, I mean, God. If there is one foul in basketball that kills me is the moving screen. Yeah. Sometimes it is on the guard, not giving them enough time to get there and get set. I understand that. But, my God, you can't extend your leg when you're doing that. And he's still young, and he's not putting up the numbers he was early on in the year. But I think it's good of his ankle. He doesn't yeah, have a burst. I, I don't I, – I think he's going to be just He's fine. the least of their worries. Correct. And I don't think Kate is a worry of theirs. So no. don't take it that I'm hating on Kate. No, I know. But I'm just saying when you draft a guy 1-1, one, one, he has added pressure. He, yeah. he just does in the NBA. Um, I heard you talking in the bullpen about Anthony Edwards. He went to the Timberwolves. You can't tell me the Timberwolves had this rich history of. No. They were the number one pick I mean, they for have, a reason. T- they had Towns with them, so he had he didn't have to be. Another number one, though. Right, exactly. And, That's what the Pistons don't have. If, if Cunningham had a number two with him, like a more of a veteran player, I think he would be unbelievable. You heard Steph talk about him after the game. Every player in the NBA they love him. S- speaks so highly of this young man, and, and, and rightfully so because he has it, yes. right? He has the basketball it. He has the IQ. He has the talent. He can shoot the ball. Now, do we want improvements with his three-point shot? Yeah. Sure, but who wouldn't? I, Steph Curry would tell you he wants improvements with his three-point shot. Correct. So I I do agree that we should title this episode Be Patient. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Because it, it really is. Uh, but, God, I love Marcus Sasser. This kid just seems like a dog. Uh, Thompson, he's everything is advertised, man, coming out of um, not the G League but Overtime Elite. Yeah. And – you got to be happy with this year's picks. You really, really do. No, no doubt about it. All right, uh, coming up, uh, we have our first trophy game. Sweet, uh, as the Philadelphia 76ers are in Little Caesars Arena on. No, oh, trust that process a, for a midseason trophy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, they're actually, 
you know, the addition by subtraction, getting rid of Harden. They've actually better. By the way, did you see him in L.A., his first game? He played, oh. he, he's pretty, he played okay. Yeah. Uh, Sixers, by the way, they beat Boston on Wednesday night uh, in Philly. They're 6-1 they're and one and are playing much better than I, I, I thought they were. So, you know, you got the, the return home once again of Tobias Harris, who I think without Harden there, the pressure's off a little bit, who's yeah. playing great for them right now, obviously Maxie. Unbelievable. Who, who I think you, was it you or somebody else mentioned that, Sasser kind of reminds you of a little bit of Maxi. It wasn't me, but that is a good comparison. Yeah. I think Maxi might Tim have McCormick a McCormick said that last. Okay, night, might maybe. have a little size, but yes. I mean Maxi came out of Kentucky. You didn't have a lot of. I mean, he was a mid-round pick. Right. Oh my goodness, yeah. is he good? Embiid's playing very well. Of He's got to stay healthy and show that he can do it. Be the guy. I mean, he did win the MVP. Uh, and the other guy who's playing really good for them is Kelly Oubre Jr. He is uh, looking really, really good. So that's a be... solid NBA player, man. They, yeah, and he really is. They're a solid team who can advance as much as I or other, you know, Philly fans would like them to be. But the whole thing that being the trophy game, uh, the first. What do you think of it? I, I think the premise is really good. It's cool. But does the NBA fan do they really care? Because the only game that's extra will be the finals, right? And then yeah. it'll be in Las Vegas. So, like, if there wasn't a trophy, Philly would. This it's a regular season game. It still counts. So, what's the difference? Besides, the floor is going to look different. And what I think the difference is for a young team like the Pistons, it puts them in a competition that should be like a playoff atmosphere on the floor. I think that's the only benefit is that but you guys it- are playing in a short span of time for a bigger deal. But will it be a playoff-type atmosphere in, oh, the, in the arena? Oh, in the arena. I mean, that's a different story. Right. I don't know. But I think the intensity on the court should probably show it. I watched – there was a couple games on, was it last Friday night? And I'm watching. I mean, the floor is wild to I me. know. But also, I wonder if the Celtic fans are, like, pissed that they're a little – what what do they call their floor? Parquet. Yeah, the parquet won't be there. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, the first time probably ever in Boston, yeah. right? I would assume so. Um, I just – I think for maturity with the team, I think it's good for a young team like this. For a middle-of-the-pack NBA team that's like a 6-7 seed, I don't think it matters that much. No. But I don't know. I, I don't know how they entice these players, how they get them pumped up. It's going to be interesting to watch. I think as a fan, it should give you a little more rooting interest. Problem is, I don't know if the NBA has marketed it well enough for the fans to really understand what's going on. I know. People don't people don't understand it. And I think that's a that's a big deal. And And – in in all reality, it kind of falls on us to get people hyped for it because, I mean, right now it's going to be tough to to on your radio show to carry a topic with the Pistons because mm, well, it's football season, right? And it, it's Stein ceilings, Stein. Yeah, you season. got well, and beyond that, you have an undefeated team in the University of Michigan playing the biggest game of the weekend. Right. You have uh, the Lions playing the best football they've played in probably my lifetime mm-hmm. in your lifetime. <laughs> so it, it's just. It's a tough sell, but let's see. If they win against the Sixers, does that get more hype around the city? I would hope. I think the city is behind their players. I think that the players are really embracing Detroit. I see when they go on their road trips, they're all in their Detroit gear. and that that's The atmosphere at the, for the games has been really good. You I've went, been to two. When did you I, go? I went you went to opening so, night, okay. and I went Sunday. And they both have had pretty damn good crowds, Damn good right? crowds, and I, I understand Monday was pretty packed for the Warriors as well, sure. as it should and, be. Sure, and rightfully so. Yes. But I want to see that. 
continue to go. And I think as long as Cade is in the lineup, people are he's still somebody that people want to pay to go see. Absolutely. Uh, so that's uh, Friday night, Saturday, uh, Sunday. They are in Chicago. Maybe Zach Levine won't score fifty on them. But <laughs> he they had did, a dunk last night. But they oh did win God. that game. I do want to mention one other thing in the NBA. They made a big deal because they always make a big deal of New York. The world's most famous arena, Victor Wembanyama, made his Madison Square Garden debut last night. They were getting night. smoked. Four for 14 from the field, 14 points, nine rebounds, uh, two assists. It always happens because I saw a quote where he said, I imagined it would be bigger or something along those lines. Like, he'll learn. Anytime you talk like that about something, it seems like you don't. And he's, he's impressed me, man. I mean, you're going to have down games. You, He is, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just people are gunning for him. He's got a target on his back. Oh, and all the big guys. They they want to go after him. Yes. It reminds me of Sean Bradley, George Murison, those days. Players wanted to go after him. Or players try to go after Matumbo, and they just couldn't <laughs> you know, succeed. But that's what you see. It's added motivation for these vets to be like, I don't care about him. It's about me. Yeah. And that's that's what makes the NBA fun to me, though. Uh, by the way, the Pistons after Chicago, they have two uh, back-to-back uh, trophy games. They are hosting Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday night, and then Friday in Cleveland to go up against the Cavaliers. And they finish, I think, with the the Pacers in Indianapolis a week from or two weeks from this Friday. <sighs> I just I hope. And pray that if they win this game against the Sixers, I think that it gets a lot more eyeballs on it on a random night yes. where you might not watch that game. Let's just hope they don't put them up against like a Lions game or a college football Saturday or something right. like that. And people won't get to see it like they should. Um, but I think through nine games, the win total isn't what we'd want. We'd maybe no. want four wins instead of two. Something along those lines. Especially when they started off two and one, so we kind of Yeah, you flirt with 500 throughout the year. Just tease us a little bit. But let's just hope that they stay in these ballgames and they learn how to win. And I think that's what they're trying to do right now is learn how to close out these games. All right. uh, So the weekend is uh, Philadelphia at LCA and then at Chicago on Sunday next week, another episode of Restore the Floor with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. Peace.